Dior Talks. The Femme case uh, for me is about changing the way we present women in fashion. More like a subject, not uh, as an object. The women are represented in many different ways, not only one way. That is very important for me. It's also what I try to make with my work in Dior. There are many elements in the female case. Paola Vivas is today's guest on Dior Talks, a fashion photographer from Mexico who trained in London and has emerged as a part of a female-fronted revolution in image making, with a fresh, natural perspective on femininity and gender and subtle references to her Mexican roots. In 2018, Maria Grazia Curi recruited Vivas to work on a very special project for Dior, which we hear more about in this episode, as well as what it takes to forge a career in photography as a young woman today. I'm Charlotte Johnson, a journalist and the author of Girl on Girl, a book exploring photography in the age of the female gaze. You're listening to Dior Talks, conversations on the female gaze. You came to London from the south of Mexico, right? You came here to study. Why did you choose London? Well, originally it was just meant to be like a three-month holiday while I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I finished uni in Mexico because I studied fashion design. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just really I just really loved the diversity and, and just like how creative London was and I think it really helped me to unify my love for fashion and mm-hmm. like the bit of photography I was doing back then. Um, and yeah, I just like eventually ended up like, I just signed up for the fashion photography course at LCF. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's kind of how it started. Like, yeah, I didn't really, I could, I didn't even know I could, to fashion photography when I was living in Mexico because in there we had a very limited or we had very limited options to do like degrees or degrees yeah yeah. so you came here and what's it like for you now to live here do you feel like a Londoner because I think you know there's people here obviously from all over the world and um and people, after they spend a while in this t- this city, they either love it or or hate it and leave. <laughs> what what kind of what are your feelings about it now, especially after this well, kind of intense period? Um, well, I think right now I have a really healthy relationship with London because, mm-hmm. of course, I had you know those moments I've been wanting to leave, and then I go. I mean, I go home quite often. Just you know, yeah. and I always think like, oh, maybe this time I won't be going back to London. Um, but I think during lockdown. Like, it had really helped me rediscover my love for London, I would say. Mm. Um, I mean, normally I would spend a lot of time just in East, not leaving home, just being really boring. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, during lockdown, I explored other parts of the city and I, I got out of my comfort zone and started doing things like hiking and walking, like really long distant walks and I started fishing I started going to oh wow south south <laughs> London and just mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know just keeping motivated active and you know, just trying to get a bit of creativity from other parts of the city I guess where exactly are you from in Mexico then because I know I've read that you're from the south of the country tell me yes, more about um, where you grew up I'm from Mérida, so it's like in the peninsula of Yucatan in the southeast of Mexico, like close oh, to wow. Cancun and Tulum and all this. 
really yeah. famous places. Um, and I think Mary is one of, I mean, it's the safest city in the country. And it's like yeah. super beautiful and super lovely. I'm very grateful that I was able to grow up in like such a beautiful place. It's like 20 minutes away from the beach. And I don't know, I think it's like, it's very particular on like its gastronomy and the culture is like, it's quite different from the rest of the country. I don't know. I, I, I love it. I love one. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've traveled quite a bit um, in Mexico, not in that part of the country, actually. Um, but it is just amazing how, like you say, like diverse it is culturally, like every region, every city, every, you know, even between the Pacific coast and the Caribbean coast is like, it's so different um, and such a huge country, obviously. Um so it's, it's really a place of pluralities, you know, I think of it as like lots of languages and traditions and cultures. What does it kind of mean to you, Mexico as a whole? And, and obviously, you know, it has such a immense kind of aesthetic and art history there too. I mean, did that shape you as a visual artist growing up, like in the specific, I guess, surroundings and environment that you grew up in there? Um, I think... Um you know, I can't really like pinpoint exactly how Mexico has inspired my work, but I, I mean, I guess it's also everything at the same time because it's like mm-hmm. my culture, it's on my blood, it's like my heritage, and I think in one way or another, your creative work has everything to do with who you are. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm always looking to create like beautiful things, and I'm trying to like. I'm very down to like color and light and I don't know, constantly looking for stories that feel like harmonious and related to beauty in any way. So I think Mexico inspires me mostly when I'm recharging. Yeah. Um, when I, I try to go back at least once or twice a year just to get inspiration and kind of like just absorb this energy that it, that mm-hmm. it keeps me, you know, going back to my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and just visiting the beaches, the markets, just the food. Oh. It's something that I really crave. Like the light as yeah. well. I really miss the sun <laughs> when I'm in London. Like there's, there's nothing like the sunsets by the beach and, you know, this kind of like color palette that I think I particularly use in my work. It's like it's yeah. very much like inspired by that, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite photographers um, is from Mexico City, actually, Graziale Tubide. And um, I'm sure you know her work. Like, she's obviously really renowned and celebrated, you know, both in Latin America and, and internationally. And she had like a big show at the ICA in Boston recently. Um, I love this quote by her that photography is a pretext to know the world. Um, to know life, to know yourself. Do you agree with that? Is photography that for you? What What is it for you? Um, I think for me, um, it has always been a bit less about like exploring the world through my photography, but more about creating the world that I would like to see uh, in like you know something that came from my imagination, my like, fantasy, and my beauty. Um, but I think in my last shots, I really try to incorporate more like reality into it, and I pay more attention to 
like including diversity and uniqueness I think especially for like casting um, mm. and I think during the current narrative not everything can continue being like just fantasy and like and this perfect world you know like um, mm-hmm. obviously one of the projects um, that you were involved with recently um, was for Dior so you were part of this big um shoot that involved eight different um photographers from mexico or living in mexico um reinterpreting the um 2018 um cruise collection and that collection itself was inspired by these female riders so the escala musas um who take part in this only this female only um and i think it's the only event for women at this equestrian event um that's like a traditional national sport in mexico i was reading that they were actually inspired themselves the escaramuzas were inspired by the adelitas the kind of warrior women who took part in the um, mexican revolution and i just found that fascinating this kind of linear you know matrilineage of um these kind of strong female like warrior you know how the archetype kind of evolves through time and through different sort of I guess political and cultural contexts how did you relate to that project and to the Escaramuzas specifically was it something that you knew much about had you ever seen an event or I mean I know that I've, I know that you love horses but did you know were you in, you know did you have much connection to that tradition and, and how did you interpret it for that shoot for Dior um, I mean, I've always, because I've always loved horses, so I had, like, family that were escaramuzas, so, I, I, I mean, I kind of know the sport pretty well, and of oh. course, you know, like, the word Adelita, like, that's how yeah. we refer to, to the escaramuzas, and, like, the yeah. way they're dressed and everything, so it's a very familiar word for me, and I think mm-hmm. that, you know, you immediately link the word um, to, like, like a passionate, like very strong and fearless woman, like like just because of, like especially in the scramble, it's just, it's just such a dangerous performance as well. Mm. Um, and I think for me, I mean, I wanted to show that, like Mariana, the model, strength on the shoot, but I also wanted to show the relationship they have with like, like the horses, you know, like at the end of the day, they're like partners. Yeah. So you like you create this like bond with with, an, with the animal. So your style, like you're saying, it's quite it is delicate and feminine, and I find it also it's very there's something very fresh about it. It's quite natural, um, and and quite minimal in a sense. Like you you seem to keep it quite simple, but I know that's probably not that doesn't mean that it's easy to achieve that how do you sort of see your style and what is important for you when you're creating an image? I don't think I would really describe it as minimal, but I would definitely mm-hmm. use the word organic, or at least it's a word I like to use when describing it. Um, because you might always have an idea where this is my, like, where do you want to take it? But at the end, I kind of let the model's personality take lead. Um right. And I always try to meet them all as in advance, like if possible, just to get a sense if they will be right for the like the story that I have on my mind, mm-hmm. or if it's like a commercial job, also if what if it's what the client wants. Uh, but I yeah. do let the model's personality kind of like take the lead, and 
eventually it's not only my direction with it, like it determines the final product I think it's a lot of uh, my connection with the model how to make them feel comfortable which I find really yeah. easy to do most of the time mm-hmm. and and just like you know also little key pieces like the garments that like you know like every, everything has to be comfortable for, for that person to be able to interpret like what you're asking him to do so I just um it's, it's important for me to have that connection and to have that trust for the person I'm photographing. That was very much about women, by women, for women. You know, it's about looking at um, parts of, I guess, not only Mexican um, female history, but, you know, history in general and the way that women have actually been present in different parts of society and life that we might have overlooked or, or or not be aware of um working with women is that something that is very important to you that kind of drives your work because I guess when you choose as well to do fashion photography you're already perhaps um you know more likely to be working with women because it's still you know it's one of the only industries I guess where it's it's more um women working there whether it's behind the scenes or, or obviously models um and do you think about also your audience being uh, you know women mostly like who do you kind of have in mind when you shoot or is that not something you you think about when you're making your work uh, no for sure I mean I don't think I do it like consciously like I, I want to direct my images just to other women but I definitely subconsciously yeah. do it because like mm-hmm. I said like it's very important for me like my like not to have like a sexualized and objectified image of, of women that's like something that is very very important for me, yeah. like, th- there's been occasions when I just have to stop the person I'm working with and be like, this is, like, too sexual. Like, it's not, it's not like, a, no. a direction I would like to take my work in because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I want to, you know, like I said, I just want to have that respect for other women, so. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, I like to work with other, like, male um, in the industry, but, like, most of my teams are girls, with yeah. girls for girls yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you enjoy that you jo- enjoy that like environment and atmosphere like is it different when it's like an all-female team and it's only women in the room and you're when you're doing a shoot I mean I think there's definitely more complicity right like I were trying to lift each other up and mm-hmm. and it's fun yeah I think a lot of that atmosphere sometimes kind of plays into your work as well you can kind of see and some of the kind of glimpses to your behind the scenes like planning that you give on your on your instagram and things like i can see that it's um you know that it looks like you're having a lot of fun doing that um so do you think of your work as in any way having a female gaze then because you said like that this is really paramount for you to not have objectifying images which you know i think is 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 really significant now that photographers are taking the lead in in doing that and like you say like the, the models might actually because we've all been subjected to the male gaze for so long it's actually quite hard to um you know it's it's almost like a reflex now it's almost built into us that we might you know copy certain poses or certain um i guess attitudes or stances because we've seen them in magazines and in films and whatever for for so many years um that that's how we kind of naturally act but is is the sort of female gaze something that you um i guess 
adhere to or, or feel that you're part of in any way? I mean, how, what do you kind of think of when you hear that term? Is it something that you have ever sort of related to in any way? Well, I really think that um, we haven't really had the chance to develop, like, or not, not so deep, you know, develop like a really deep female gaze because we're every, like you said, we're every day exposed to see the world to like, you know, white males and their way of seeing and perceiving it. But um, so I think it's like female gaze is a fairly new term, but it's definitely really important and really needed right now. And I don't know, as a Latino photographer living in London, you know, in Europe, I think sometimes my gaze sometimes feels a bit irrelevant. Contrary to the male gaze, I think um, as a photographer, you have a position of power and dominance. And I think when it comes to female gaze, it's usually more about connecting and maybe being a bit like vulnerable and becoming more emotional and intimate. Um, so I think just as women, you sh we should like gain control of how we are represented and portrayed. And we can also change the world, like the way other women are perceived. So um, like by encouraging the female gaze, we're hopefully finding a more effective solution to like gender equality. Let's talk about um, responsibility because I'm quite interested in this and how much responsibility photographers and image makers now kind of feel that they have and how much control they realistically are able to have, like especially in commercial contexts, um, over that. Because it seems to me like there's kind of a shift happening that, you know, young photographers like you are able to, um, I guess, like negotiate more power for like what happens in an image when they're you know even when you're working for a client um what kind of control do you feel you have over your over your pictures and how they're used and how do you go about kind of um navigating that when you're working for a client or on a commission for example i think it's uh, very important for me that my images are not used for things that go against my beliefs or like values and of my subject as well like if a model is not comfortable with something we're doing um i feel a big responsibility to kind of like show for them uh, like i think we're in, in in a position of power so it's up to like it's my responsibility how that imaginary is going to be used. But you do, th it's something that you do think about that you've, you you kind of are aware that like that has to, that has to come from you. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, if it doesn't come from me, it's not like that, I'm, you know, like I'm the responsible, like um, creative in the room. Like it's, you know, that 16 year old model is how, how is she going to be able to, you know, there's a lot of power and, and pressure coming from other sides so it's up to me as well to be the responsible person in the room I feel like that's that's how I feel most of the time yeah. when I'm when I'm shooting you know young young faces and mm. new models yeah yeah well I didn't think about that as well like the age of these models obviously like a lot of the time are very young and they might not think about the future as well or how like how this image might might kind of turn out to be there's a lot of girls that just get pushed to to jump into shoes that are not comfortable doing or like wearing things that they're not happy. Mm -hmm. mm. And so do you kind of, I guess, make your models especially aware that like, 
you know, this is something they can, it's all right to have an opinion about or they can tell you how they're feeling or, you know, that's like, you know, they don't have to act like a certain, in a certain way to just, you know, get the job done or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I always try to like walk them through uh, what we're going to do and like I said, like creating that connection of, and like that, um, you know, you create like a vulnerable space, but it's also like a safe space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we talked, you know, we touched on this briefly earlier um, about what's important to you as a photographer and what you want to kind of get across in your images. But what do you consider consider to be a successful image then? Like when you feel satisfied or happy with a a picture? Um, I think I am constantly looking for stories that feel like like harmonious and like related to beauty in any way. I think like mixing up the light, color, um, you know, textures on the image is like my main point of focus. I think it's, I mean, I think it has changed and grown and evolved like as I've grown older. Because when I first started, I wanted to create more of a storytelling. um, Yeah, like that was like my, my main aim. And I think now I emphasize more in images that are aesthetically pleasing and but like honest at the same time yeah I, th- I, I can completely uh, I completely get that in your in your in your pictures I think that kind of um I think we're you know for a long time we really trusted photography you know historically that was almost like the the scientific medium and we thought that what we see what we saw represented was reality and I feel like we moved into a phase now where everyone is very aware of the fakery that goes into uh you know especially in fashion photography so there's kind of a complete we start from that point now that we don't trust anything that we see and that we think it's all kind of photoshopped or manipulated or or whatever and I'm I mean there's still an uh an extent to an extent like artifice going on there but it's also I guess how you can use that to then um bring it back to what what actually happens in reality and how we actually feel and you know I guess touch on some things that are go beyond just the sort of surface or or the way that you um might depict how someone looks I mean it's also I don't know for me I feel that I mean I have grown I have matured and like my interests are very different right now and it's also been like a like a learning curve as well like you know when I first started like looking at images on Vogue and Elle and all these like glossy beautiful magazines like we were in a very different stage and like just as like human growth you know like like what is important for us right now especially like Mm -hmm. in the current narrative it's just yeah it's very different like I I have no interest in being in seeing like super retouched pictures or you know no, I like diversity and I like natural looks and mm-hmm. I want to see obviously more Latino faces in the magazines like all of this yeah. has changed so um my work has changed with it as well a little bit in, in just in that sense yeah and I think it's a lot of these things are also seeming more possible now you know it is possible to um 
like you say, I think one really significant thing is doing your own casting and like having your own voice. Whereas, especially in the commercial world, before you might have just been, you know, operating a camera or, you know, there were a few big names, I guess, that were hired for their vision. But now it feels like that's, it's much more artistic in a way um, that it's able to be approached like from start to finish. Um, what advice would you give about kind of surviving in this profession and kind of building your your career? Um, oof. I mean, I think my biggest, you know, when I was a student, I kind of like just lost a lot of time, didn't go to many classes. I think <laughs> my, yeah, I think um, my biggest advice would just be like, you know, make work that only you can make and pretty much shoot as much as you can, assist, uh, use your tutor's knowledge, do personal projects and take as much as advantage of any resource the university can, mm-hmm. like, provide you and, like, just squeeze the most out of it. And it's very, yeah. as a student, I think we just tend to obviously doubt ourselves even more, you know, as, as professionals yeah. we do. But as a student, yeah. you know, you're, like, growing, you're learning, um, and I remember looking at my work thinking like, oh my God, this is like terrible. And then having all the times <laughs> that you just like feel, oh my God, like this is incredible. How did I do it? I'm so proud of myself. Um, mm. But I think it's a, you know, it's a balance. It's like you have to not worry about what everyone else is doing and what everyone else think, or like, you know, your fellow students yeah. think of your work, what trends are they following? I think... Uh, the only person you should really like, that should really like your work and be happy with the work you're doing is yourself, because if you don't yeah. trust yourself, who's who's gonna do it, right? So, right, exactly. I think it. I think it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's just really important to find your own style and develop that, and that's really all you should care about. Yeah, that you can instantly say, "Oh, that's a Viva's image." Like we know, we know who we're looking at. I think and it's incredibly difficult to do it and to carve out that kind of, I guess, trademark style in photography because it often feels like everything's been done. And it's, um, especially now with Instagram, where we're just flooded with kind of references and, you know, pastiche and homage to this. And it's it's really difficult to to kind of hit upon that style. But I think, like you say, if you'll really kind of stay focused and and look inwards and not all the time kind of at what's going on, what trends are happening then then you know it's possible to do new things with photography even now yeah i mean i think like what a lot of people are doing right now which is like getting out of insta like you know instagram is great for inspiration and that but it could just also lead to a lot of self-doubt and um mm. so i think it's important to concentrate in like what you want to do and how you want to do it like yeah. not you know like um following trends is like the the worst like you end up seeing just something you know lots of different words that just look like the same yeah and um do you ever feel it's a problem being a woman um because you know when you look at the statistics that they they kind of publish it it always shows that agencies for example are very heavily male dominated in terms of the photographers that they represent likewise for galleries um have you ever felt that it's an obstacle to you and into your work personally i don't ever feel like i have been affected by that because i try to use the fact that i'm a female to bring other uh, advantage like 
I try to use it on my advantage. I have to bring, there's so much more I can bring to the table just by being a woman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, it seems to be that every big opportunity is just taken by, by males. You don't want your work to just be recognized because you're a woman. But, but yeah. I think at this point we need to just at least just push for that because, yeah, you know, eventually we'll, we'll normalize it. <laughs> Exactly. And we've got centuries of, you know, image making to overcome. But I think we need to, because it's not happening naturally, that the space is opening up and being given to more diverse voices, you know, not only to women, but to all kinds of, you know, to people that are non-binary or or identify, you know, differently than... because that's not just happening we we have to kind of push for it and we have to ask for it and we have to you know make sure it's being implemented I guess so we asked this question at the end of every episode and it's um do you have one woman working in photography who's been particularly important to you um you know someone who's inspired you I know it's difficult to choose one usually people don't like narrowing it down to one but is there anyone that has been particularly you know either a kind of mentor or an inspiration to you in your work as a photographer um I mean I think I admire people obviously like you know someone like Vivian Sasson or so, like when especially when I first mm. started but I think um when I very first started, like right before I enrolled into the VA, like I, I was in love with Nicole Maria Winkler's photography. I don't know if you know her, but... Ah, yeah, I do. I do, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, and I mean, I eventually, during my or at the end of my first year at uni, I started assisting uh, her. Wow. And we became quite close and friends. I think I assisted her for maybe like three years, oh, two years wow. and a half. So I think everything I learned from you know, her mentoring is like, it's pretty much, um, all my work values and ethics and how to handle myself within a team and everything. So I, I think I will always be grateful to her for taking me in at that point. Paula, thank you so much for today. I've really enjoyed talking to you and, um, yeah, good luck with your work. I'll probably bump into you around the neighborhood on your next hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. We should like do this another time, but thank you so much for having me. It was really fun and, um, it's obviously always an honor to be invited by the author.